0: They are. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns Here with Sully and Jones. Week 10 of Quarantine Life, but we've got some sports news to talk about again. Things are starting to heat back up. We're getting some movement in the world. And the first thing we're going to get into is that baseball seems like it's coming back. More and more every week, it seems like it's coming back. The um, league went to the Players Association with or the players union with a, a deal to, to have a season, uh, it seems like that deal is probably going to get rejected so they can negotiate for the players. Uh, what do you guys think about that? How, how do you guys think this looks? I mean, the players obviously want to get as much money as they can, but obviously they're not going to get paid for a full season when they're not going to play a full season. How do you guys think this is going to shake out?
1: I mean, how it should, it, I don't understand how it doesn't shake out. The only way, possibly, you get paid for however many games you play. If you pay, if you get, if you play half a season, you get half your salary. The owners are getting half their salary. Everyone in the business is getting half their salary. If you you do what you get paid for, people in the front offices are working right now. They get their full salary because they're fucking working. They're doing things. Um, anyone who's not working is taking a pay cut. Front office executives are taking a pay cut. Owners are clearly taking a massive pay cut. The owners are, you know, you, you don't want to cry for a billionaire, but, like, that's, this, that's the situation. Why should, it, why should they have to take a pay cut when the players are taking a pay, aren't are going to take a pay cut? At the end of the day, you know, that's it's a millionaire versus a billionaire, but, like, fuck you. That's not how the fucking world works. You don't get to do half of what you're contracted for and expect to get paid the full amount. See how well that goes in any other profession ever in human history? Why are baseball players special? Why is any athlete special?
2: I'm just confused. Um, so this is week 10. I just wonder, where, have they been living under a rock for the past two to three months? Do they not <laughs> know all the people's lives that have been ruined, turned upside down, and everything, redu- people having reduced salaries, people losing their jobs... Um, I know I lost my job for one. I have a new job, thankfully, but you know, but you know, everyone, a lot of people have been affected. Almost everyone's been affected in some way, not everyone monetary, but a lot of people have been affected, um, when it comes to money. So like I yeah, what makes them so special? Like you, like you get paid 10 million for this year. Yeah. It sucks. You're going to get paid half, whatever, but motherfucker, you're still making 5 million. Like there's this the single, pa- the, you know, the single parents that are working fucking jobs, losing their jobs, having to take care of kids and basically homeschool their kids because we're, you know, we can't teach them at school. Like the whole world is on a, is on a swivel right now. No one knows what's going on. Um, we're just reacting. We're, we're very reactive and not proactive with this whole situation. It's, it's terrible. It, it sucks. There's no real, you know, no one knows what this, but, but I mean, you're going to be, you're arguing, yeah, you're arguing with billionaires. You're like, oh, take the side of the millionaires. But you, 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 you should. if you're working half the time, you're going to get paid half the time. If you work 10 hours, you're going to get paid for 10 hours. You're not going to get paid for 20 hours with whatever job you are. And if you do get paid double for whatever, I want that job. Let me know right now in my DM, Slytherin Sullivan. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how up. the world works. <laughs> that's yeah. not how the world works. You work half the time. Guess what? You get paid half the time. They need to wake the fuck up, because it, honestly, it's it's really, it, they're going to be distancing themselves from fans and losing fans. This is a reporter who said, um, Alden Gonzalez, he's got the check mark, so you know he's legit. I asked four players, some of them union reps, the same question yesterday. Can you picture a scenario under which you would agree to reduce salaries for the season? The response is, no, no, hell no, uh, no. Buckle up," he says. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, could you be any more short-sighted? Could you be any more just stubborn, arrogant? I mean, uh, just, it's absolutely ridiculous. I, Buster only today. Who I, I I hate Buster only. He's a cocksucker. He always shits on the. He always shits <laughs> on the. He doesn't have to. Well, he doesn't have to. I I have no idea why the match traded for Margaret Stroman. This whatever we could get Dave Ruth and he'd shit on us. He says, I've never been more pessimistic about the season happening than now. Oh, shut the fuck up, Buster. Shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, it's going to, Jeff Passant said it best. It's going to look, it's going to be easy to be pessimistic over this next week or so, but it will get done, and it has to get done. It would look way, it's too bad for the players in both sides. It's going to get done. Buster, oh, I've never been more pessimistic. Really, Buster, we have one more thing. All we need is the players to okay it, and we have baseball. We'll have it by fourth of, 2nd of July, 4th of July, around that time. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It may take time. Maybe it takes longer time. Maybe we start mid-July.
1: Who knows? Maybe it's for little back. Baseball's happening. Also, yeah, how are those players going to feel when those players, those same players that won't accept half of their salary, are going to all of a sudden accept 0% of their salary? Because I'll tell you what they have no fucking legal right to is a salary where they do nothing. You're not getting shit if you don't fucking step on a field for a full year. Like, you, you want to talk about not getting half? Fuck you. You should never be allowed to play baseball again if you want to take your full salary. I'll make salary. more than
2: you this year, Yeah. Cox soccer.
1: Wow, I'm the really only, the,
0: the, 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 is- the only The only argument I could see them having where they could say that getting half their salary or whatever would be kind of bullshit is that if the whatever their plans for the postseason are like if you're going to be playing baseball into late november or whatever they end up having to do because of this then okay you're getting a shorter offseason the next year it's you know there's the there's the things that some their lives could change a little bit from it, but again, like you said, they're still making millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And all games. of our
1: lives have changed. But yeah, that's the that's the point.
0: Yeah, the, it, every
1: everybody. Yeah, is, right? they they Everyone want wants. to act like oh you know oh we're gonna have to have a shorter off season. We're gonna have to you know whatever. They they are acting like they're the only ones whose lives should remain unchanged. Like what are you talking about? Everyone's got to you know figure it out. Everyone's going through some type of hardship now. Everyone's life is more difficult than it was three months ago. That's just a fact. And whether it's monetary or just logistical. You know, having to work from home or not—you know, not being able to go outside. Whatever it is, everyone's life is less convenient. Whatever, emotionally, every, yes, I mean everything. But these fucking baseball players act like they're—they're they're the ones that should remain unchanged. They should have no effect on it. So what? Your—if your off season is six fucking days, I'll see you at fucking pitchers and catchers. Shut the fuck up and collect your check. <laughs> you want to talk about collecting a check? Then fucking collect the check. Don't fucking give me—give me bullshit about you don't. You don't want to go back from having time off to play and then complain that you got to play from not having enough time off. You had six fucking years off for the last, you know, since the last season. Let's let's you you know, played yeah. I
2: mean, some of you haven't played since some of you haven't played a meaningful
1: game since
2: June. Some of these guys
1: been off so long they could have recovered from fucking Parkinson's by now. What are we doing here? (laughs) I mean,
2: I mean, it's it's funny because well, it's not really funny, but. The thing is, I feel like baseball has always been behind the other leagues in regards to well, social issues, issues, social justice. Um, they're, they've kind of always stayed out of the way and been, you know, NBA, NFL, more diverse leagues for sure. I've been more at the forefront of it. And now I guess we're kind of see, seeing that um, this affects everyone. And it's just like, yeah, we don't we don't give a shit. Yeah, we are. Entitled millionaire assholes, you know, like everything we said we aren't—that's what we are. They're really showing their true colors right now. If this persists, they could get a deal in a couple days. I—they could get a deal in a week. But every day this deal doesn't get done, man, I am going to be—I'll pick one player every day. You're—you're my <laughs> target. You're—you're—you're you're, you're fucked. Your yeah, you're on Instagram. Yep. You're—you're getting a bad message. <laughs>
1: you're it's, from, it's, you're it's getting a DM. Stuff. You're getting
2: Since a
0: DM. Sully's going to slither into the DMs and start talking shit to every MLB
1: player.
2: Marcelo Ozuna? Oh, yeah, that sucks for you.
1: Yeah, he's getting it. You got to start with the guys that commit actual crimes oh, Bryce first. Bryce
2: Harper? Bryce Harper? Yeah. Wait, you start with who?
1: You got to start with the guys like Ozuna who commit actual crimes first.
2: Yeah, well, or, yeah, Dubo Herrera, you know, beats his wife. I'll, I'll go yeah, with those, the wife beaters. Yeah, go start or, with the wife beaters. Felipe Vasquez, the one sleeping with 13-year-olds.
1: Yeah. Oh, he is, Whoa. He, he deserves one a while ago. But. Is he, like, in, he's in jail? He's got, like, seven names. I don't know. Is is he not in jail? What are they doing? What happens if you committed a crime now? Like, and you're just supposed to go on trial. Now you're just in jail? You, don't, you can't go to court? And does that work? <laughs> like, huh. Are you just a prisoner now? Uh, wait, that's a what?
2: Good question. Do you commit a crime,
1: like if you got arrested and you're awaiting trial. If you don't have the money to post bail, you just are in jail while the trial's going on. But if there's no trials and shit happening because of social distancing and stuff's closed, are you're just a prisoner now and you could be completely innocent and you're just in jail. Yo, <laughs>
2: why do you say that? Because I saw, I saw, I saw two. I, it was on um like TMz that what's his name harvey or whatever I saw there was a story uh these two inmates uh drank from the same water bottle of someone that had Corona and they got it and they got set free because
1: you know, oh I saw that yeah, they got out
2: no one knows absolutely no one knows what they're doing yeah we'll just we'll just
1: not arrest people we'll just let them out. <laughs> Yeah, that'll work. I mean, that's a it's a pretty savvy move. I'm absolutely... Oh,
2: it's, it's very... It's very smart I'm
1: absolutely there. taking that risk if I'm in jail. The
2: fact they have the loophole is, is just ludicrous. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, there should be like, a, oh, should and, be and, a and designated say, well, prison so later, hospital. Will they go back to jail if they, uh, if they survive it? Oh, I mean, now yeah, you gotta catch me. <laughs> yeah, have have yeah I'm out. Catch me. <laughs> I'm in Canada
1: right now. Yeah, I'm as far away as possible. There's no way yeah. I'm, I'm going back after that.
0: No, no, absolutely not. The, um, <laughs> yeah, but no, no baseball. I think, I think we'll see. We'll see baseball. I They'll think, figure I it out. Definitely. It's just going to be some tough negotiations and they've got to get it figured out sooner rather than later. Um, but speaking of other rich assholes with a lot of money. How about our man, Davy Fucking Portnoy, bidding two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to go watch an NFL Monday night game in
1: Roger Goodell's man cave with him? Is
0: that not the funniest thing that has
1: ever happened? It's gonna be gold. Like, I don't know how they're gonna I don't know how they're gonna broadcast it, but I bet you Goodell some does some Bullshit. Where he won't let. Wait, it's
2: supposed to be broadcasted too. Not
1: broadcast. Um, but no, like, but
2: you
0: know that Dave is gonna make some content out of it. There's no. That's what way I'm saying. Like, I'm they're
1: is- they're probably gonna say like you can't make any content out of this, which is bullshit because if any other fan won it, you know Joe Blow from Detroit, Michigan won it, he would be allowed to take a million selfies and fucking videotape Goodell's home office, his man cave, and live record from it, like to you know his 268 followers. It it would be free reign, but now it's because it, the fan is Portnoy. It's I guarantee you, there's gonna be bullshit <laughs> restrictions.
0: Could you imagine what what Goodell's reaction was when he found out? He, so they're probably like, "Oh wow, two hundred fifty thousand people really want to watch this game with me." Tell me who won this, and they're like
2: Dave Portnoy, see. and he's like, "Fuck." Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I mean, you says He wears the right Goodell right clown now? shirt. Was he a hundred?
0: Oh, yeah, no I mean, chance that this even happens? There's, there's literally zero percent chance that this goes through because Goodell is gonna weasel his way out of this one, and he's gonna be like, "We gotta do it via virtual. We gotta watch it over Zoom together because <laughs> Corona." There's zero percent chance that. I'm pretty Goodell sure has the. the uh, in
1: his house. I'm the thing is, I'm pretty sure the gift, like the thing, said a a game of his choice. So right. so I, I if I'm Portno you just you automatically pick week 17.
2: Oh, I was going to say the Super Bowl.
1: Well, no, cuz it's Monday Night Football.
2: Oh, Monday. Night, oh. Why do you pick week 17 who's playing that week? It's a, it, no, it's, it's the last the game. I'm saying, episode. yeah, it's the
1: most time. You give yourself the most time of freedom so you don't have to get shit can- – so shit doesn't get canceled. You know? Oh, with like, Corona. Like, there's a chance, you know, what if there's a chance the first two games of the season are canceled? You know, like this year. They play 14 oh, games. Yeah.
2: And Rogers like, oh,
1: too bad. Yeah, missed it. Here's your money back. Like, yeah. I,
0: dude, I bet you – I bet you Vidal just goes – I'm just gonna donate the two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, you're not coming in my house.
2: I'll, I'll match the two hundred fifty thousand, and and I'll, we'll just watch it by ourselves. The one I love thing on
0: his video, in his emergency press conference, he's like, he's like, I've got some questions, Roger. He's like, we're gonna have plenty of time to talk some things out.
1: Oh my god, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna discuss everything. Ask him everything. Spoiler alert. Spo- I mean not spoiler alert. I don't know what I'm saying. Plot twist!
2: Imagine they come out of this, boys. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't that. know. I don't know. I mean, I is... mean, the chances are under two percent, one or one percent. But imagine Rogers, like, yeah, like I'm an asshole, this that, whatever. You know what I mean? Let's uh, let's come to some sort of agreement where I, the slandering can stop. I'll give you, and he just bribes. I think. Show.
1: I think the only world that happens in is if is if Goodell allows Portnoy to make that into a content owned by Barstool if he gets a video of him saying like I was wrong this and that blah 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 Brady was you know wrongly persecuted you guys have been cheated against in covering the NFL we've we've you know had a grudge against you it's our fault like it would have to be a, a catastrophic apology in terms of Goodell's record, that Portnoy is allowed to record and distribute. And only then would I consider it a possibility that the hating stops or he comes out as a friend. And Goodell would never do that. I just hope he doesn't... I really hope Goodell isn't scummy enough to play that card like, oh, say like something like, oh, I I felt like my... Based on their hatred towards me, I felt like my life was in danger, or my safety was a concern, something like that, where he can just point to any one of those videos that Portnoy has said, you know, some bullshit offhanded, like, I'd smack him in the face if I ever saw him, you know, some offhanded comment like that, like, you know, that's clearly a joke for content, but you can play that video and someone will be like, oh, yep, he threatened him, no, that counts, you know, Like, and it's just, I really hope he's not that big of a coward to go down that road because that would be such horseshit if he pulled that card.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be funny to see how that plays out. That's just going to be, that's going to be great if that ends up happening and they end up getting to make some type of content out of it because it'll be the cringiest, most uncomfortable thing ever, but it'll be like the best piece, most funniest piece of content ever.
1: Yeah, I think what, probably happens is he i think he ultimately goes through with it and i think he's just kind of like cringy through it and like tries to somewhat endear himself to the barstool audience and the people that hate him i he should look at it as an opportunity to regain some popularity with that yes, fans. fan exactly if he was because smart he that's he, what he if would he's do he's a
0: good sport about it if he goes in there and he's a good sport about it people will be like okay roger
1: you know what Yeah, we we fuck with you, but we fuck with you, but, you know, you're you're good people.
0: Yeah, it's like the Lenny Dykstra thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like,
0: they fuck with him, but, like, you know, he might be a scumbag, but he plays along. So it's all
1: good. (laughs) Totally, yeah. I think it's a real opportunity for him to just kind of be the bigger man, in a sense, and just, you know, go along with it. Don't let him be disrespectful and stuff like that, but you know it play along with it, it within reason you know give a little you know you it's yeah. like it's like him at the draft embracing getting booed like the first year or two that happened he was like visibly not okay with it you know it was it, it physically you could see it had an effect on him negatively right uh, but now he's embraced it he's he's kind of knows he's that guy he knows it's the commissioner everyone unless you're Adam Silver David Stern like Everyone's gonna hate you. They, fuck, people hate the NFL, uh, NHL commissioner. Oh
0: he, my God, they boo Batman every time. I know. Time and he people, it's people so, hate
1: yeah. the MLB commissioner. And this past year hasn't done him any favors, you know. So oh, it's yeah, just no. a natural thing. Like the NBA is the the exception to the rule, not the rule. Um, so Roger shouldn't feel too bad. But uh, yeah, I hope I hope they let him take a few videos. You know just kind of do one of those like selfie videos popping off a couple jokes a couple questions right let it just be a, a banter type thing they'll let portnoy tweet about it you know we'll get some funny nuggets and i'm sure he'll make some content afterwards that'll be great uh but yeah i mean there's one smart way to play this and one really dumb way to play it roger so don't don't be an asshole don't he would just be proving the point of of portnoy and everyone that hates him if he, Rodney's if he acted like in that.
2: a bad spot right now. He gave up his salary, which means nothing, but it's a, it's a solid PR look, although it's yeah, I mean, me
1: listen, I don't care how rich you are, giving up 48 million dollars is 48 fucking million dollars. Like, that's a that's life. That's salary? Yeah. Wow. Annually? Yeah. I did
2: not know his salary was that much. I yeah. have a lot more respect.
1: I got to double now. check this, but it's like, it, maybe it's like 43, but it's fucking up. It's like. Tens of millions. Dude,
2: I thought it'd be like a, a few million. Like I knew he was obviously rich, but I didn't think. I'm looking this shit up because I'm. No,
1: four to five million in salary. Oh, okay, yeah. So, oh, total. That's what it was. His his new deal was forty. No, hold on. I just saw two
2: hundred million dollars. four to five million in salary, whose total annual compensation is forty million. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So forty million.
0: That's crazy.
1: I guess
2: I read that. That's that's. that's no, yeah. The way they word it, the way that, they word it
1: is between, confusing. So it's not forty-eight. It's forty draft. million.
2: Draft. He he came out looking pretty well in the draft because of the of the comedy of him going, you know, reading every pick and looking drunk at the end and almost passing out. It, it, this is probably the most liked he's been.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: granted, he's not loved. He, he didn't, he didn't have my, my.
1: He he could really only go up from where he was.
2: Yeah. So.
1: Hopefully he uh he he chooses the right choice as you said. I wonder what Adam Silver makes compared to him. Adam Silver is so good. Yeah, Adam is, Silver is, is, the, the best is, the, is the best
2: commissioner. It's not even close. Could he go down as one of the best ever commissioners?
1: Uh yeah. Uh they say Silver's salary is roughly ten million a year. Wow.
0: I I mean I don't know what you guys consider. Um, and he took
1: a two million dollar pay cut during the pandemic, so now he makes eight million. So Roger Goodell sacrificed a large portion more than than Adam Silver. That's true. Granted, I don't
0: know. You know I, I I I don't know what you guys consider Dana White in the in the uh, pantheon of commissioners or whatever. But at this point, I feel like he is that. That's one of like. I mean, I think that sport is more popular than soccer is in America at this point.
2: For sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know what so I mean? No like one's so, talking and, about the MLS. Is that what it's and, called? Yeah, yeah. And you know it what? It's like fuck.
0: him, he's going out there and he's getting shit done for the people during this pandemic and figuring out ways. I mean, he might be ruffling some feathers along the way and making some questionable decisions. But I mean, he's doing everything he can to put events on out there and. I don't know. I think he's popularity-wise, I, and I love how he, how real he is. Where he'll just talk shit to people on Twitter. He'll like, he'll call someone. A fucking what do you idiot even like consider store? him?
1: Because he's like, it, he like owns part of the league, but is also he's like a, a fight organizer. He's, he's a, like a
0: matchmaker. Yeah, he
1: he really like, he really does a lot of shit in terms of like, actually pulling strings and and pushing levers and flipping switches. He's, yeah, he's he's like a. I mean, even like Vince McMahon. I don't Vince McMahon. I don't know if he's even out there anymore, being like, yeah, you know, uh, this guy's fighting this guy in WrestleMania in the championship figure. Like, I don't even know if he's ma- doing doing those decisions anymore. You know, but right. Dana White and, is doing and, all and, that. And, and, he's doing promotion. He's doing interviews. He owns part of the league. He's paying the fighters. He's organized. Like he's. It seems like UFC is a one man operation when it isn't. But it seems like that.
0: It does seem like it, but he's like, I mean, like I'd say it's like not many people. In I mean, there's obviously a lot of people involved, but I feel like decisions when they're made are made by him and a couple other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it seems. But like. I- I've never heard a single other person mentioned associated with the UFC that wasn't a fighter. Literally, there's I've never spoilers. once been like, there's oh, the that's guys. the uh, VP of, of media relations at doing that interview for UFC. Like, no, I've never seen that in my life.
0: Right. See, there's there's this guy, Sean Shelby, who's, like, a matchmaker, and he is probably, like, Dana White's, like, number two guy. And if you ever see, like, them do, like, the face-offs and it's not Dana White standing between the two guys, it's Sean Shelby. Like, that. so it's, like, there is, but, I mean, like, for the most part, it's, like, what Dana says goes. And he's, he's the guy who's, like, if he doesn't want you to ever fight again, like, you're never going to fight again. It doesn't matter. Like, he, yeah. he's going to fucking do what he wants. But, I mean, at this point, everything he's done in the past and this new ESPN deal and everything, I mean, he's right up there, man. He is bringing that sport to a whole new level.
1: Yeah, I mean, anytime you bring a league from nothing to billions, what did they sell it for? Four billion?
0: Yeah. That's
1: and they insane. bought it
0: for the, – the, the, the guys who bought it before um, bought it for, like, nothing like maybe like like a a few million million.
1: right
0: yeah yeah they picked up the scraps and then they've just bought pretty much all their competitors too so it's like there's so many things that they own now that were like their big competitors and now are obviously not there's still a couple others but i mean they just kind of cornered the market and did their thing now that's espn deal for the next still got four years left on that it's like
1: yeah, I mean, anytime you're getting an exclusive spot on the worldwide leader, you you've made it. You know, if the world,
0: well, you know what it is too. They're doing three events this week because they have a certain amount of events that need to be televised through this ESPN deal in order to get their their end of it. So now he's like playing catch up for like pretty much for every. There's going to be an event once a week for the rest of the year. On some ESPN platform because they need to get those in before the end of the year. So they're doing three this week. There's going to be some other week, some other point in time, where they do multiple events in a week like this. Like, it's going (laughs) to be... they That's crazy. Because there's no way he's missing out on that money. (laughs) Because it's something... There's, like, some crazy simulation where if they don't put on the events, like, a certain amount of... I think they need to put on, like, 42 events or something like that. In a year? And they they missed, like, seven weeks. So yeah,
1: so there there goes your off weeks for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, which I'm thrilled about. It's gonna be fucking awesome. And once they get this island, uh, that's why he's so uh, like hell bent on getting this island set up so we can have international fights because obviously half their roster is international fighters. Yeah, so they they need a way to get those fighters involved.
1: Do they know where the island is yet, or do we know where the island is yet?
0: We don't. They do. They're building like the facilities for the people to stay. They're building like the facilities for the building, like the runway, for like the planes they're building. Like they're getting everything, the infrastructure of this place set up. And he said by the middle of June, it's going to be good to go.
1: I mean, you, yeah, after that, you got to just turn it into like Playboy Island.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like forever, that will just be Fight Island.
1: Yeah, once we're back I to get- normal. I mean, that you know, by the time we're, you know, we're back to normal, everything gets going again. Not you know Billy McFarland, stay with me. Getting out of jail a couple years after that. <laughs> yeah, Billy. <You
0: know,
1: laughs> we can get a round two on Fire Festival. The the island will be set up. It'll have that hotels.
0: So true. That's so true. Uh, so what are we think? The great. fights
2: this weekend. They were great,
0: dude. I think it's so cool them fighting in the empty arena because you hear how hard they're hitting each other. Like yeah. you can just hear. Like, when someone's getting – normally when someone gets rocked, like, you don't hear it. You hear some of these things and you're like, oh, that guy just broke his face. (laughs) Oh, that guy's dead. Ferguson got rocked. Oh, dude, I can't believe. Justin Gaethje, man, I knew he was the real deal. I knew he was crazy. I knew he just loved the violence. Man, that guy is something else. I wasn't
2: expecting it. I don't – I know you weren't. I mean, Ferguson is – I mean, you saw Ferguson in
0: that fight. He's a savage. Like he's so unorthodox. He took,
2: he he took, took shots. He was taking,
0: and he wasn't even really finished. I mean, he was like he was kind of like wobbled on his feet, and the ref would step in. Why wasn't he...
2: going to the ground at all? Because
0: I uh, uh, well, Gaethje is like a world class wrestler. wrestler, great wrestler,
2: but it's so kind of a dangerous. But game, what's his but... name uh, Ferguson is a great is a great jujitsu, right? Oh he has yeah, yeah, advantages. he's
0: got yeah, and he's like. He's got like a background in like break dancing, and he does this like thing. It's called Tenth Planet Jiu-Jitsu, and it's a lot of like modified stuff with like these crazy like they call it like rubber guard. And it's like you basically can do rubber all guard? these crazy, yeah, they can do all these crazy things off of your back. It's I mean Ferguson's the real deal. He's probably the best fighter to never win a championship, a real championship at this point. He was the interim champion, yeah. and then he tore his ACL doing a media obligation in lead-up to a fight and got stripped, even though he came back and fought nine months later. So, it's kind of stupid how they, they, they stripped him in the first place. He should be the Undisputed Champion at some point, but unfortunately he's not. He'll get back though. I mean, he was on a 12-fight win streak going into that. He rolls through everybody. He just came across Gaethje, who is a real one. Ga- I mean, Gaethje's just an animal. He was hitting him with everything he had.
2: Yeah, he's got a mean jab. He was... Yeah, and so then, is, uh, is his weakness jujitsu, and he's a sh- his strength is striking and and uh, wrestling. Yeah,
0: kind of, but he's such a good wrestler like he can make, he can handle his own on the ground, and he can yeah. get you down. He, he can stuff just... takedowns, and he can he can really defend against that. But his thing is he, he just throws caution to the wind and just goes in and just goes head to head with people and stands in the phone booth and trades. And he he's gotten stopped twice because he just goes like he doesn't care. He just goes in there and he's like, yeah, I'm going to get hit. That's part of this. Like, uh, I'm going to get now, hit and I'm going to take the shot, but I'm going to hit you just as hard. Like
2: <laughs> Now, he's going to fight Khabib, Dana White is saying, in, yes. in July-ish July. in, uh, at this Fight Island thing. Now, what do you think of that? And now, what do you think of the prospects of Conor McGregor in, in this situation? It's kind of... So, you know,
0: Connor needs another win. Connor needs a real lightweight win. Connor has one win at lightweight. He's one and one. He's only fought at 155 twice. Once was when he was a featherweight champion, and he won the lightweight championship. Who was he
2: fought at that weight?
0: Eddie Alvarez, and he beat Eddie Alvarez, one of the greatest ever.
2: He, he was a stud. I remember. Yeah,
0: he beat he beat Eddie Alvarez convincingly. He knocked Eddie Alvarez out. But then he fought Khabib. He obviously lost to Khabib. He's fought at 170 against other lightweight fighters that fight at 170. Like Nate Diaz is a lightweight. Um, Don Cerrone is a lightweight. He's fought. They fought at welterweight. You know, just didn't cut the weight to have the fight. I He's fought Dustin Poirier at featherweight way, way back. Like way, way back. One of his first fights in the UFC. And now Dustin Poirier a year ago was the interim lightweight champion while Khabib was out. So, I mean, it's like he's fought guys. He just needs to fight them. He needs a big win at featherweight, or lightweight, rather, to get another shot at the title. I think he will get the winner. If he wins a fight at lightweight, he will get the winner of Khabib and Gaethje in the fall. And he that would be...
2: Does he have a chance? I feel like he would... I don't know. I'm like, not a... I feel like he would match up better against Gaethje, you no? Know? They're both...
0: Probably, yeah, he probably would. He probably would. Um they're both you know they're both, I mean, um, yep. you know, they're both great strikers.
2: Um I think
0: I, I think um uh Connor is no doubt one of the best ever. I mean he went stand up wise, like he's just so unorthodox and he's so creative and he's just so dangerous. His left you hand that
2: is the last fight, I mean the shoulder, I, I know. mean he's just yeah.
0: he's just fucking he just gets you in these things and he's so quick. And he's just so precise. Like the precision he has with his shots is unmatched. So he's a danger to anybody, really. He just needs to go out there and really, if he's focused, I think he's the best in the world. That's the
2: thing he but, wasn't focused against Habib, but I don't know if that would. I don't know. He'd obviously do better than he did last time, but I don't know if he could beat him. I don't. Right.
0: I don't know if he can. I don't know if he could beat Habib. I would love to see Connor and Tony Ferguson fight, but Tony's gonna need facial surgery. He broke his orbital, so he's he's going to have facial surgery. So he's probably not fighting again until the fall at the earliest. You know, who knows? So I don't know. Maybe him and Anthony Pettis at 155 would be good. Connor would probably
2: win that too.
0: Anthony Pettis just beat Cowboy on Saturday. That's big air quotes around that. That was that. I could see it going that way, but Cowboy landed a couple takedowns. He didn't really do anything with them, but he did get Pettis down. He had some control there. He really
2: Yeah, matched He was, him with he, was he was shocked. He's like, Oh, he, after he after he won, he was like, Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. He didn't he didn't thought he didn't if, if the fighter who wins doesn't think he wins, probably not a great, you know, right. officiating. I think
0: I, I, I mean it could have gone either way. I could have seen a split decision win, he won by unanimous decision. The 29. unanimous is the weird All part. The yeah, I could see if he won split decision twenty nine, yeah. twenty eight, that's one thing. But I could I really thought Cowboy won that would have been the unit. I, I, I feel said like Nana Cowboy's didn't... an
2: aging star and you know he's not he's always he is what he is. He's not you know what I mean? They don't need him to be you know, he was you know, this was the prelim card. This is the best fight in the prelim card. They don't need him to be a star. So I feel like they're kinda of biased. Pettis is a bigger guy. Uh I, feel, I mean right. like recency buys, like 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 Cowboy's kinda on the downhill. He's lost a bunch of matches recently, like Yeah, four in a
0: row. He, before this, the most he had lost was three in a row, and then he came back and rifled off yeah. four wins in a row. Like, well, like That's the thing, though. Cowboys not gonna, most guys, if they lose four in a row, they're done. They're yeah, done. he's, he's going I mean, to he keep
2: fighting just because that's who he is. He's going to
0: keep fighting because Dana's not going to turn down because you see him. He goes up there and he throws down. He puts, he puts the EO, on a he puts show. On it's, it's
2: very, fight. you know, other he's than the there. Connor fight. He, he puts on a show and, you know, Howl, he's a legend. Howl he's a UFC legend. He,
0: had, he is. He has the most finishes. He has the most wins. He's like, he has so many submission wins. He has so he's the most head kick knockouts. He's a savage. But how Anthony Pettis survived the head kick he took in the third round, I have no idea. Cowboy caught him clean on the back of the head with a fucking high kick. And I don't know, Pettis just ate it. I have no idea. No one else survives that shot. No one else.
2: I don't, I don't, don't, I've never been kicked in the back of the head, like, with a high kick. I don't. I don't know what it feels like. It doesn't look good. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's I've not great in the head. But what? I'm sure it's not great. No, I'm sure it's not great.
0: And then, did you see um, that the heavyweight fight on the main card of Francis Ngannou? And, oh, uh, right uh, away. Francis Ngannou has four wins by his last four wins by knockout. The total time he spent in the cage over those last four fights guess, is
2: what minute forty?
0: Two minutes and forty seconds. Oh wow. Combined time for his last four fights, he is a certified killer. I, I literally thought Rosenstrike was dead.
2: He was scary. He he's scary.
0: How? Yeah, it's insane. And then you have Henry Cejudo, who's the 125 pound champ and the 135 pound champ, and an Olympic gold medalist retiring after his title defense. Kind of unexpected, <laughs> but
1: oh yeah, he just you know, he, he just fucking risked it all and walked away, huh? Yep,
0: he's. I, hey, he's one of the most accomplished fucking combat sports athletes of all time. So well-deserved, but just kind of shocking that he, that he hung it up there. But no, it was a great weekend of fights. Great night of fights. Couldn't be happier to have some live sports back. Um, another exciting thing this weekend, though, we had the two new episodes of The Last Dance, where the penultimate week, if you will, of The Last Dance. We have the final two episodes coming up this week. What would you guys think? I know, saw you were saying that uh, you're not a big Scotty Pippen fan after this week.
2: Oh, my God. Well, for the record, there there has been more slandering of Scotty in this rather than making him look good. He's such a great passer, secondary guy, scorer. You know, Scotty defensively, one of the best defenders, I think, of all time. I think it was a great help to Jordan, obviously, and, and this, no one's denying that. But enough is enough. I've had enough to hear with Scottie Pippen. I am... I am... I am furious. So, for those of you <laughs> that didn't see this, Scott the the ball. What series is this? Um, ninety four. It was nine, against 94. the Knicks. Ninety four against the Knicks. You know, You know, one point eight left. They need one shot to win it. Scotty has had a great game. Tony Kukoc has not had a good game. All for the record. Phil says, "I want Scotty inbounding the ball and Tony taking the shot." Tony, obviously, you know. He's, you know, he's the white shooter, very good shooter, very precise. Scotty's not that type of player. You know, he's not, Scotty's not a killer. He's not a last second shot maker, although he's done it before. You know, he's not a Jordan. He's not, you know, that's not his bread and butter. Scotty's a great passer and, and you know, he can score, but, but defender as well. So, so Scotty says, fuck it. Nah, I'm not going in. Phil says, get in the game. He says, I'm not playing. Like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Because another player is getting the last shot. You literally sit out. Imagine if he misses that shot. Then the game goes to overtime because the game is tied. Then you're, you're without Scottie Pippen the the last quarter. He's fucking crying at the corner and, and bitching about it. I mean, this was a big deal even after the game because your best player quit on you. This is also the year Jordan didn't play. or This is the year Jordan played baseball. So that's obviously why Scotty would be the number one option, quote-unquote. But I mean, have some ball, Scotty. Jesus, I mean, talking about being, talk about being unselfish. I mean, you know, we look for things like players being unselfish, and you know, if that was, I don't care if that was Jordan, if that's LeBron, if that's anyone, no one is reacting that way. No one. Like, like, it's just absolutely. I didn't know that. I don't know if Dave. I don't know if you knew that. I know, I mean, maybe because you're a Nick fan. I. I didn't know that. I know I lost that risk. The contract thing with Scotty, I get it. You're underpaid. I know you agreed to the contract. I get why it's the surgery thing, probably not the right thing to do, but this puts it over the top for me. I, I mean there's there is no excuse for that. There's no excuse for quitting on your team. Jordan would have absolutely had him traded before the before the game ended. He would have had him cut. He would have you know, he would have knocked him out, whatever you want to say. Jordan said, he goes, I Scotty knows better, Are you kidding me? quitting on the fucking
1: team yeah i mean it, it just seems like throughout this whole thing like anytime scotty pippens had a decision to make it feels like he made the wrong one like time and time again from science, yeah, you his know
2: decision making is just piss poor
1: yeah you know it, it, it hasn't stopped in his personal life afterwards but we're not getting into that but yeah, he's every every time in this documentary, he's got a decision to make. He's got like Crossroads, life-altering decision or something that's really important. And he just picks the wrong one. And everyone who was there is like, yep, that oh, was wait, the wrong the fucking The worst decision. thing was he said, you know, he goes, I wish it didn't work out that way. And you go, oh, here comes the
2: apology. There you go, Scotty. And he goes, but, you know, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't have changed anything. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker, you've had... You've had... 20 what, years. you had 20 years. 25 years. 25 years to rethink this. Oh, yeah. I mean, some people would take five minutes. Yeah, I did the wrong thing. Some people take a week. Some people take a year. 25 years. You can't realize quitting on your team in the biggest playoff series without Michael Jordan is not the wrong thing to do? Like, you just stubborn fuck. Like, I don't care how bad you get slandered after that. You fucking deserve it. Like, yeah, to (laughs) double down on
1: it was like, yeah, what? That
2: was was the part that got me. How
1: tone deaf do you have to be?
2: I, I just like you. You look bad in this. It's not a pro Scotty documentary, you know. But you could have salvaged it a little bit, saying, you know, I I know I did the wrong
1: thing, and I mean, it's not pro Scotty, but I would I would say that they're necessarily like intending to paint him in a negative light. I mean, they're just. But yeah, no, no. They, they, but he's just he's just handling it so
2: poorly. Like the situations. Yeah. Like like after the fact, like. He's making bad decisions and not going back on. I mean, Scotty, yeah. you get, you're get getting my blood. You get, you're raising my and blood. And you go
1: you go down the line. Of, they interviewed every fucking teammate. Like, every teammate had their 10-second soundbite after that, like, bomb dropped. And it was just like, yep, fuck you. Yep, he quit on us. Yep, couldn't believe it. Yep, worst thing he's ever done. Yep, like, unanimous, just like, fuck you. You know you fucked up. And it was still pissed. It still pissed us off. Yeah. And but they but they said he was like tearing up in apology after the game. How the hell is that happening? And then twenty years later, you're like, nah, fuck it, I'd run it back. What do you mean run it back?
2: He's a stubborn. He's a stubborn fuck. That's why he really is. And there he's someone that always he wanted more. He handled the second star very well to Jordan, and you know he flourished in the role he couldn't he couldn't you couldn't ask for a better two than scotty for the reasons i said and then you know jordan leaves and he's like this is my time to shine you know like i can be the star i've always wanted to be well guess what no you can't because you're not michael jordan and you're not a 1a like you're, you're you're just not you're not you're not a premier scorer
1: you know that like, this is all player. this all reminds me of another another player that plays today um he started off with an another all time great, and then, you know, wanted it to, wanted it to be his way, and you know, go to another team and be the star, and it didn't exactly work out too well. And now he's on another team in a different city, Mister Kyrie Irving.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> what I thought you were thinking, Mister Kyrie. Mr. I
0: I didn't know if you were talking about uh, him or if you were talking about Russ. But then I was like, when you said went to another team, I was like, oh, it was
1: uh it was definitely not Russ. Russ is far too gone. Russ is Russ, is, Russ, Russ might be the most <laughs> delusional player in the league.
2: It's it's ironic because you're talking about two of the greatest players of all time as the one A's. Like we're not talking about we're not talking about uh you know Joe Johnson in his prime as the one A or Amari Sundman. We're talking about Jordan and LeBron. Two you know I don't yeah. know where people rank LeBron what, the top three. Yeah,
1: most most ever. people would consider them the top two players of all time.
2: Yeah, they're both top three players. Well, like, like you, you think you can run your own team? Like, you don't think, you know, Kyrie, you don't think your, you know, your lack of your know, willingness to pass, willingness to play any defense is is an issue? Like,
1: yeah, no, it's right? it's it's insane. I mean, you could argue Scottie Pippen was a better player than Kyrie Irving in in a lot of oh, ways.
2: I one hundred percent think he is. He's more complete. He's just not
1: exactly. They're
2: different. Kyrie's the scorer and. Jordan and you know Pippen's everything else.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I mean, when Pippin when Jordan wasn't there, Pippen was scoring. I think he was averaging twenty three, twenty four a game when Jordan wasn't I think there. It was a little, I think it was like twenty one ish, twenty one. But it was
2: still significant. I think it was like twenty one. Yeah. Uh, but 22. also,
1: that's that's like averaging twenty eight today because they were scoring eighty seven yeah. points a night. You know, yeah, or, no,
2: it's definitely definitely more. Yeah, like that's true. a few points at least. Um,
1: yeah, you see that. You see
0: the final scores from these. Uh, these games in this documentary and you're like damn yeah you got marv
1: albert oh this one was a shootout kurt bulls win 91 86 <laughs> yeah you're like what you're like these people don't combine for
0: 270 points in some of these games now
1: yeah it's in it's insane
0: what's what's the uh, over-under 236 <laughs> what, what what were the over-unders then like
2: were they college over-unders it was like 150 yeah. no they were more than that
1: you're right sully uh Pippen averaged uh, twenty one point four, twenty one point
2: four, and nineteen point four. Ooh, I guessed it to the T. Um. Yeah.
1: I did not. Yeah, and then, but then twenty, and then his went his average went up in ninety six, ninety seven, when Jordan Jordan's first full year back, because he came back halfway through the ninety five, ninety six season.
2: He did. Oh yeah, he came back the last seventeen games.
1: Yeah. And clearly wasn't himself. He and there was a stark drop when he left Chicago. His last year in Chicago, he had 19.1 a game, and then at, that dream team in por- what did he go? Portland. He was in Houston for one year. They had the the first big three in Houston: Clyde Drexler, Charles Barkley, and and uh, or no, uh, sorry, not Clyde. Uh, Hakeem, Hakeem, uh, Charles Barkley, and Scottie Pippen. It didn't work. And it didn't work. He was only in Houston for one year, and then he went to Portland yeah. for four years, and then he had that that cute little retirement in Chicago at the end of his career. Um, yeah. But yeah, he he went from he went to fourteen, and he never averaged more than fourteen. It, it declined every single year for the last six years of his career, as you would expect. Um. Oh, sorry. He went from ten point six to ten point eight one year, and then a major drop off. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so yeah. it's it was crazy that that went how quickly he went from being elite to not. And even yeah. you know, granted he was 34 by the time he got to Houston, uh, Portland. Um so he was no yeah. sp- no spring chicken and averaging 13 points at 34, I guess you got to be happy with that, especially when you're not a natural dominant scorer. And then other than that, I mean um you know, you have the you know, Jordan being a savage
2: with teammates, you know, rocking Steve Kerr, um, Steve Kerr standing up to him, eventually thanking him for it. Uh, I, I mean, that was pretty wild. Steve Kerr even standing up to him is pretty wild, and pretty wild that he thanked him for it. Um, you know, definitely take some balls from Kerr. Uh, but, you know, to me, I mean, the the Jordan doing this, I, it doesn't compare to Pippin. Like, me, I like that. I, I mean, I don't think you should probably physically assault your teammates. I don't think punching players, pushing and shelving is one thing. I think you should probably rock them in the face. But pretty much everything else, I don't, you know, I'm a big competitor. Like, whatever, I don't care what the fuck I'm playing. Monopoly, fucking chess, whatever. I want to fucking beat your teeth in. Like, I want to win. Like, I want my teammates, whatever sport it is. Like, pick up basketball. Like, I'm going to get in your, like, I play defense. I rebound. I hustle, that's all I can really do with basketball. Like there's things you can control in basketball. You can control effort, you can control boxing out you can control your, your effort defensively. Like it's a lot more it's different than baseball and you know, it's different than a lot of other sports where like effort can mean so much in basketball. A bad team can be pretty average or decent just on pure effort and sharing the ball. So him getting on his teammates to get want the best out of them. I don't know how you could, you know, blame him for that. Like, he was an ultimate cutthroat competitor. We knew this. I don't think of him any differently. I, if anything, I think i him better in that regard. I mean, he he did what he had to do. And yeah. If you don't have it, if you, if you have a problem with it, I mean, fucking go to another team. Go to the Brooklyn Nets. You know, go to the New Jersey Nets. I think, you know, they're going to win 25 games this year. See yeah, they're
1: doing It's uh they talked about or just seeing like a human moment out of him. Like he was literally brought to tears. Jordan, this is just from discussing like how much he desired to win, just discussing his outlook on life and how he operated and how he was so successful. Just discussing the theory of it brought him to tears. That's how much he cared about it. Yeah. And that's, that's how much he, uh, you know, lived. That's how many lived and died by that. He didn't care what it took to win. That's it. Like this is who I am. You don't have to follow me. You don't have to like me. But you know, I'm bringing you to to championship, and that's the way it's going to be. Um, they, I actually saw an interview with the the director. I think of the the, the, the do, someone on the documentary team. I believe the director. Um, and he said he said that scene was in the first 45 minutes of them filming for the entire documentary. And you know, they really? they had weeks and weeks and weeks of filming left and he said after that he's like when he said break and like got up and then they cut the footage, he said that everyone in the house just kind of like dispersed and he's like he went in the bathroom and just like splashed water on his face and he was just like I mean, wow. Like that was a moment. I don't know where it's going to go in the documentary because we're so early on, but that was a really powerful moment. And he said that that changed the outlook of the documentary and how they were going to plan to do it because they didn't know how much they were going to get out of Jordan from like an emotional standpoint, but they figured out early on in the first hour of filming, like hundreds of hours, they figured out that family and him talking about his mindset and his you know, desire to win were the two things that really got brought the emotion out of Jordan that could bring him to tears. So they, they really revamped how they were going to do this documentary based on knowing that so early on, they knew it immediately. And it was just, it was interesting to hear that tidbit that that conversation was de- He said the cocaine circus, that was it. That was the other part of it. The cocaine circus. And that were the first 45 minutes of the interview, of the <laughs> interview for the whole documentary. Um, so yeah, it's. I just thought that was a cool tidbit, but it. I don't know. We're seeing a really cool side of Jordan that we most people don't get to know and see, um, and I hope kids that never got a chance to see him play or never even, you know, were close enough. You know, I'm talking about kids that were born in like 2005 and on. Um,
0: well, no, um, even me. I was born in '96, and even me, I never saw him play.
1: Yeah, but you're like, you know uh, what I mean, I no, I know, yeah. but you're you're like, you were, I, you no, did see I the Wizard how great years, Michael you Dornan knew, was. yeah, you right, you knew, like it was fresh enough where, you know, it would be like Kobe seeing Kobe highlights today. You know, you were oh,
2: he definitely didn't see; he's too young to see Wizard highlights. I mean, he was probably four.
1: No, yeah, I know. I'm saying I, like now it would be the equivalent of seeing Kobe highlights. You just oh, you know, yeah. 96 you know 10 12 years old you, you get it but i'm talking about kids that are just like nowhere near seeing jordan stuff and it, I, I hope they can understand like what that level of like that's where kobe got it that's what that's who kobe models like you're a kobe fan thank mj because kobe's not kobe without mj that's and that's not just like oh he liked him and he was you know trying to be like him like that's like they said that's brother that's a brotherly relationship they kobe does not exist without mj in any facet,
0: very, very true. But I think that's going to do it for our episode this week, guys. A nice, nice, uh, nice, about an hour for you in week nine of this quarantine. Uh, we will be we back said- next week with another week ten. Yes, sorry, week ten. Right, I said at the beginning. They're all bunched What week we said at the beginning? But yeah, it doesn't really matter because we're still stuck in the house. But um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Hopefully. Some more developments in baseball. Um, you know, I know some of my friends started having their fantasy drafts for, like, their dynasty leagues. Um, the past few days, which is kind of silly because it's this early, but I think everyone's just so bored. They want something to do to entertain themselves. But, you know, this stuff starting to go on, guys. The world is starting to uh, regain some normalcy uh, little by little. But we will be back next week to keep our normalcy going and keep putting out episodes for you. In the meantime, follow us on the socials. Go to bleacherfan.com and check out our store. We got a ton of good merch on there. Go check out our Instagram story because my girlfriend made a homemade bleacher fan shirt for her dog, and it is quite possibly the cutest thing. And we got a mascot. uh, As Dave said, I think we found our new mascot for Bleacher Fan um winnie winnie the yellow lab is officially um our mascot she's rocking a bleacher fan shirt she is our number one fan as it says on her little sleeve adorable go check that out but we will be back next week with another episode everyone stay safe be easy we'll see you then